Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Nation stage and uh, first off, Danny, good to see you, man. Uh, great, to, great to hang out a little bit. We talk on the phone all the time, but yeah. uh, good to be in person. Yeah, it's good to be in person with everybody. That's so great for the sport. Well, we work on it, that's for sure. Uh, I want to just take a little time and talk about you as a race car driver and as a as a man, as a person. But um, what's your first recollection of racing? You come from a racing family. What's the first thing you remember about racing? Just watching my dad race, you know, watching Fred Raymer race and uh, Al Hamilton, actually, uh, the Budweiser uh, 21, mm-hmm. uh, Apple Chevy number 12, just uh, back in that era. Um, it was good times back then, a lot of good racing, just growing up around it, watching them guys, and the race was so so uh, awesome back in the day. You know, the guys, what they had, what they raced with was just unbelievable. That's what I remember the most. How were you... Were you involved with your dad's racing, or were you the kid just sitting in the stands? Did you? How did that work with you and your dad when he was racing as you were as you were a youngster? I was probably the pain in the butt around the race car, you know, always trying to to help or do something, and probably need to get out of the way. Um, when I was, I'd say, twelve or, or eleven years old, I was I was, you know, thirteen or fourteen, so to say, going to the pit area, and um, you know, I was my dad's tire guy when he ran three fifty eights. Just uh, just grew up around it, always wanting to be around it and get it involved as quick as I could. When I got started, I had to I had to build my own car. Um, that was kind of the deal. Is we, I, we were in used parts business, and the stuff we couldn't sell that wasn't uh, good enough of, of quality, but was good enough for us to race. Went in the back of the warehouse and in tubs, you know, for us to race out of. And I was told I had to build my own car if I wanted to go racing, and that's what out of that that stuff. And uh, it's probably a good thing I did. First race I ever ran, I ran with a 305 motor against the 358s and never completed every lap of the heat race. I think I got to the white flag and went into turn three at trailways and drove straight in the fence. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Rough start. Yeah, yeah, busted the front end and rear end. You know, it was uh, my brother did the same thing, believe it or not, at Lincoln. So <laughs> it's kind of a, a brotherly thing. Was your was, was your dad or your mom, were they all right with you racing, do you think, when you get started? You're a racing family, but what was that like? I think uh, I think they were. 
Um, you know, I didn't need to go and impress anybody. You know, that was the biggest thing they, they always told me. Um, I still think my mom worries too much. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's calmed down a little bit maybe. Um, but, you know, I race a lot more, so that probably doesn't help either. So uh, they're here. They go to just about every race. There's some races outside the area they don't go to, but if there's a race in the area, they're there. Indeed. Your dad, uh, his racing, and um, he had a bad bad wreck along the way. Yeah. Uh, correct? Yeah. Tell, tell me about that. And what was what was that like for you as a son? Um, you know, I can remember clear as day. I don't know how to really describe it. I was sitting in the grandstands and just kind of watched him flip off of turn three, and it was pretty bad at Lincoln. And uh, I don't think my mom saw it. There was a crash happening in the front. It kind of kind of happened going in the corner in the back side of things. And um, she just kind of looked at me, and I, I told her that was Dad. He just went out over. And uh, it was a bad night. You know, that was uh, It was Easter Eve, 1996. I think it was April 10th. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing how things can stick. But it just, uh, it's just uh, – it's a little tough to talk about. Um, you know, it, we were close, you know, close to, to being in a real bad spot in the family. You know, um, but in all, it all turned around um, with that accident. We were, you know, my dad couldn't race for a living anymore, so he had to go to another alternative to, to make a living. So we ended up with the family business. Um, that started late in '96, later that year. Um, you know, but but watching my dad learn how to to, to do everything again, right? Um, you know, and, and uh, learn how to. You know, I remember watching rehab building birdhouses. You know, just simple stuff that. You know, I was eight years old, and I could do it then probably no problem. You know, someone gave you the, the pieces of board and said put it together. You know, but that was probably some of the toughest thing was, uh, you know, going and seeing that, watching them go through it. You know, you're watching your dad do it. Uh, we had some real good people around us. You know, um, just my, my mom. Um, I had a teacher of mine that was uh, involved with racing. His name was Don Gillette, and uh, he's still around. Big fan of mine. He'd get me and the kids. We'd get on to the hospital, um, you know, and just just go see my dad after the races or after uh, school was out. And uh, if it wasn't for him, you know, he was such a big part of of me and my my brother and my sister's lives, and just our family just getting us down there. And it just, uh, you know, it, it was a tough time, you know. And uh, but it all turned out for the better. You know, that's kind of how I get through it. You know, just uh, it's it's an emotional thing, but you know. If it wasn't for that, you know, that we wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at now. You know, it allowed us to have the used parts business, get me into racing and uh, get me into 410 later on down the road. And, you know, they, they say everything happens for a reason, you know, and I, I guess it's just, it, it, my dad paid the sacrifice for the for the family there. Wow. Um, absolutely amazing. And yet you and your brother still race. There never was this there never was this anti-racing thing after that i mean some some families some families distance themselves some families continue to embrace it you guys continue to embrace it yeah we we kept racing dad got back in the car and um probably shouldn't have been in the car you know we can still remember him back in the car and you know seeing double vision you know i mean his head trauma was really bad um his head came out of the car and hit the ground and that that was what did it you know you know it just he shouldn't have been in a race car. Yeah. It's just that simple. You know, in, in the end of 96, I think he ran a few races, and in 97 he raced again. It just shouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, and it was tough to see him struggle. But then he come around, he raced, you know, he raced again um, with some trouble, you know, but then got back, back to where he kind of needed to be. Um, my brother started racing shortly after. And, um, 
you know, um, actually, I'm sorry, he started racing before that. But mm-hmm. regardless, um, you know, just just a lot of a lot of things came from it, good, bad. Um, yeah. You you see a lot, you respect a lot, and you know, the last thing I want to go go to do at the track is tear a car up or go to there's there's places I don't like going for safety reasons. Yeah. Um, because I've I've seen the other side of things. I've I've we've had to call family members on Easter Eve to cancel Easter. You know, so there's places that that four tens go to like Eldora that I'm just not comfortable as a driver. Um, maybe over time going there slowly, I'll get get more mm-hmm. comfortable. But there's places like that that are fast and they're on concrete. You know, they don't give. You know that I think that there's ways we can make this the sport safer. But um, some things I think are too safe that, that cause more more injuries as well. Danny, when it comes to to your passion in racing, uh, is is there a way you can describe how uh, passionate you are about this sport? Uh, I don't know a lot of people that are as passionate as I am. It gets the best of me, you know. Um, saying how I feel or what I want, you know, that's two different things in my opinion. You know, uh, it's kind of just self promoting, um, but keeping it real, very real at the same time. And you know, I like to be raw and uncut, you know, but there's still that cut version you have to have, you know, <laughs> but, uh, if you get me outside the social media or, or the public, you know, you'll, you get where I'm coming from, but, uh, just keeping real. There's not many people that, that, that are that way anymore. So there is an edit button. So there are times when you'll be ready to fire a tweet off and you, you pull the finger back. There's Yeah. There's not many of them. Not- <laughs> <laughs> is there, are, are there times when uh, a few hours later the next day you fire up the twitter and say oh there's probably been maybe two or three times i've gotten back on the next morning and deleted something okay um it doesn't happen very often you know and usually it wasn't necessarily uh a post directed to the public it's more or less directed at one person i know they've seen it pull it down you know uh there's people out there that need to hear it you know i'm i'll be the first to take blame for something i've done you know, I'm not the first to always point fingers, but sometimes it's just you got to tell somebody how you feel, and I'd rather tell them in person. But um, you know, sometimes you got to get got to get on some some things, especially some of the racetracks that that they need to see how the public, you know, looks at their track. You know, um, good or bad. You know, they need to see the good and the bad side of things, and social media is a way to do that. When you're out on the racetrack, do you sense, you know, if you've been critical of a fellow driver or had something with a, and not necessarily with the racetrack, but with a fellow driver, have you sensed anything that there's any, or, or is, is the racetrack separate from the social media I th- world? I think the racetrack's pretty separate um, from the social media world. You know, there's there's probably been one or two instances in the past where it's kind of gotten on the racetrack a little bit, but nothing where it's landed you in the pit area halfway through the feature, you know, uh some people might not appreciate what what you have to say, but that, you know, just move on. You know, it's it's good for everybody. And, and honestly, I think it would be good if if someone gets criticized, if they'd fire back in a sense. You know, it's it just puts on a show. It's it's in front of an audience in a sense on social media. The fan reaction to this has got to be fascinating from your seat. It's it's fun to watch people, especially yeah. the people that don't like you. Yeah, you know, you read it and it's just you just laugh. You know, and. uh it's like people say you go to their page and they got 10 followers, you know, and uh, right. you just kind of brush it off. They don't like you. You know what I mean? They just they don't like you. It don't matter if you compliment somebody or or, or bash somebody else. They're going to have something negative to say. And um, yeah, I'll be the like I said, I'll be the first one to, to give credit uh, where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just 
it's it's one of them things where you just kind of roll with them people. You just kind of read it and just scroll past it. Yeah, entertainment. Yes, yeah, perfect. And then you've got other people that are preach it, Danny, preach it, and they're sitting in the pulpit. They're 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 having a religious experience. You, you got to do the same thing with that too. Almost, you got to read it and pass it by. You know what I mean? You can't jump on just just the people that that are your fans that that want to agree with you. You just got to keep your your single mindset, you know, of your own. The ones that love you, though, I mean, you got you got a fan that drives from New Hampshire to see you race about every yeah. other week. Yeah, Linda's down here somewhere. Linda Linda Cook and uh, her husband they come down here all the time. Uh, they they follow everywhere. They went to Mansfield. Uh, they come here. They come to PA a lot and uh, follow us around. Sprint car racing, four ten sprint car racing uh, across the country. Uh, World of Outlaws, All Stars, Knoxville. Jackson, Calistar, it all. What's your what's your sense of how things are across the country, and as as you see it, not only as a driver but also with the, with the business you're in, you're talking to a lot of people. What's your sense of the sport across the country? I think the sport's good. I really do. There's a lot of cars. There's a lot of cars all over the country racing right now. It seems like more than ever. But like we just talked about, you know, I don't think there's as many car owners. I think it's more um, <clears throat> father son efforts or or um, you know owner driver efforts. Right. Indeed. They determine that Danny Dietrich is king for the day of the sprint car world. And I don't know whether that's uh, John McCoy's job or Brian Carter at the World Racing Group or whoever. You're the grand poobah, the king for a day. What's a couple things that you would like to see from the, from the promotion, from the, from the car side, from, the, from that side? I'd like to go back to some older rules. Okay. I'd like to see, see if it would bring racing back. You know, uh, racing's not bad. I mean, it's not horrible now. There's certain tracks that are bad and there's certain tracks that are really good. Sure. But I can remember 15 years ago when all of racing was good. It didn't matter where it was at. Um, I'd like to see emphasis put into uh, track preparation mm-hmm. at some places it isn't. And I'd like to see, uh, you know, dish wings come back, maybe uh, a couple more tire options. You know, not saying open it up, but give you more options to run rather than everybody's got the same tire on or everybody's got the same wing on, so to say. Um, I'd like to just see stuff like that change. Away from the racetrack, what's your what's your you you work in the racing industry? You go to the race shop and work on the race car. You get on social media, you talk about it. You go to the racetrack on the weekend. What's your getaway? Or when do you have one? When do we have time for that? <laughs> <laughs> um, in the wintertime, uh, in the off season, we me and me and Rachel we usually go down to uh, Cancun or Jamaica or somewhere south where it's warm. Get away from the cold. Usually about a week before Christmas. You know, when things are getting amped up here, we come back with seven days before Christmas gets here, just enough time to, you know, get a tree, get get stuff up, <laughs> um, you know, get away from everything, you know, go somewhere that's fun. We don't like to go places that you sit around and you end up wanting to be on your phone because they're boring. You know, we like to go places that are exciting and a lot of fun and get your mind away from all the racing and all the politics of racing and uh, any kind of work you have to do. Is there anything during the season you, 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 you sneak away for a few hours to get away, or is it, is it, is it pretty much 24-7? I was trying to find a way to get about three hours to myself in yeah. a week. You know, it's tough, you know, between working and then leaving there and going to the race shop, um, you know, or going home to Rachel. You know, I always like, like some time to myself, you know, just to – sometimes I find myself sitting on the porch eating peanuts, drinking a beer just just by myself just to get away, you know, so uh, – it's not that I get tired of people. It's just you, know, you need that you need that space sometimes just just to to relax, not have to think about anything. Five years from now, where are you at? I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
hopefully still sitting here with you talking about racing. Yeah. You know, yeah. ultimately that's what we want. You right. know, but lock and change in five years. Yeah. You know, so we'll see what happens. Five years, maybe, maybe I'll be still racing. Maybe I'll be promoting. Who knows? Is that something you'd like to try sometime, the promotional end of it? I'd like to promote a little more than just one race a year. You know, someday down the road. I don't really not yeah. not now. Um, yeah. I want to keep racing for a while, but uh, someday down the road, yeah, promoting would be a lot of fun. I'd like to, if I take a step away from driving, I want to go promote. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of want on my end of being able to bring a track back, maybe uh, yeah. pack it, pack, you know, seeing the you know, helping the Wikers here, in seeing Royal. in Port Royal, you know, when you can look in the grandstands and it's pretty full. You just feel like you had a part in that. It's a good feeling, you know, that that you did something to help pack the fan, you know, pack the fans into the stands, and that's that's rewarding on my end just to see that. You know, when you become when you do this, you become a track promoter. Someone's going to get on Twitter or on Facebook. Some snot nosed driver is going to get on there and going to be what would what would uh, p- picture yourself? I know we're playing pretend here, but what would that I'll, be like? I'll have to learn to be a yes man, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for certain people, yeah, I, I can do that. But uh, <laughs> you know, that's what you'll have to learn to be. Just yep, I agree. You yeah. know, just 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 go along with it. Indeed. Final question to to, to people that love you, people that hate you. Uh, sum up who your passion. Sum up who you are. Who's Danny Dietrich? I'm just a guy I love sprint car racing. I like any kind of racing, uh, but specifically sprint car racing. And all I want to do is is see more people in the grandstands, see bigger paying races, um, more special events. And, uh, you know, I like branching out to different racetracks. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I can ever support anybody that wants to try something at a new track we haven't been to in, in the area or, or if somebody wants to do something different, I'm all for it. I, like, I, just, I just want to see more people at the races. More people at the races. That's a good thing. It's Danny Dietrich. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm. Is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. Yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F.com.